peace, everybody. Welcome to the Vital Hoops Podcast. My name is Fernando Cardenas, a.k.a. International XB. I am your host, and this is episode 18. We have a very special guest. Our guest is from Arlington, Texas. He's currently living in North Carolina. Um, he's a true God, five percenter, and he's the founder and host of Wise the Dome TV. It's a true honor to have him on the show today, my brother, Rakeem Shabazz. Peace, my brother. Welcome to the Vital Hoops Podcast. Peace, peace, man. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. No doubt, man. It's an honor to have you, man. Listen, I've been checking out your show, man, Wise the Dome TV. Man. And, and it's dope, man. It's really dope. So I wanted to congratulate you on that and just big you up, man, because you, 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 you bringing out the knowledge, man, and sharing, sharing man. it with our brothers and sisters. And that's key, man. That's a that's an honor, man. I really, really appreciate that, brother. No doubt, man. So look, man, we're going to we're going to get into I want I really want to take this episode to get into the whole Kyrie Irving situation here, yeah. man. Um, But but first, before we start, um, I know you you're a five percenter. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. and I think that's important because, um, you know, uh, this is Vital Hoops, but it's also a hip hop. You know what I mean? It's also a hip hop podcast. So I would love for you to uh, tell the listeners a little bit about a little bit about you. You know what I mean? Where you from and how you how you became uh, part of the nation okay. uh, of God's and earth. You know what I mean? And for those for the listeners who don't know what is what is it? What is being a five percent all about? So for sure, for sure. Ahead, man. My brother. Great question. All right. So I, I think maybe when I was around 17, I had uh, got a hold of a copy of uh, Autobiography of Malcolm. And that kind of changed, you know, how I saw the world. I always, always knew something was not right. You know what I mean? But I don't yeah. think I was had the ability to articulate it then. Mm. Um even like, you know, with my own thoughts, you know. Mm. <clears throat> so after after reading that book, my quest for information, you know, started then. Um, I had some ups and downs in between time, you know, that kind of derailed things for a little while. But for the most part, um, that's what I was about. And so um, it was a situation to where, you know, uh, just understanding my origin in the world became something that was important to me. And um I studied a lot of different things. Um, and then I even used to, I used to, I was never a registered member of the Nation of Islam, but I would go to their, uh, go to the mosque sometimes and, you know, built a good relationship with a lot of brothers there. Hmm. And, um, but it was still something that was not, that I felt like I was missing, right? Um, <clears throat> and this is not a knock on our uh, brothers in the Nation of Islam, but there were a few things such as, you know, the black man is God, but uh, Master Farad is the supreme God, right? <clears throat> and um, so I knew just from, you know, growing up and being a hip hop fan that, you know, there were people out there that taught that the black man was God with no strings attached, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. And then so um, I was in Texas at the time and, uh, they had a website, um, the 5% in Sudan, um, Devon Law, which is Dallas. Uh, they had a website. And then so I just <clears throat> reached out on the website. And then like maybe like 30 minutes later, uh, one of the gods, my educator, I got be a law, called me back. And I've been doing the knowledge ever since. Okay. And for those that don't know what the 5% is, <clears throat> we can get into that too. 
um, was founded by a man named Allah, who was uh, once in the Nation of Islam in Harlem Temple Number no. 7, which had uh, Minister Farrakhan and uh, Malcolm X. Um, you know, a lot of greats came out of that temple. And um, his understanding was similar. Um, that's where obviously we got it from. But it was the fact that in the first lesson in the student enrollment, it asked, who was the original man? And the answer is uh, the Asiatic Black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet, Earth, father, civilization, God of the universe. And so he began to question, okay, you said the Black man is God. How is there another God over the God, right? We are just as powerful as, as you know, Master Farad or, or uh, Elijah Muhammad, and we have the same abilities. And so he took those lessons that were in um, the Nation of Islam when he left. <clears throat> he took those lessons that were in the Nation of Islam, which uh, we call 120. There's a few slight differences, um, but not, not, not anything huge. Um, it's referred to as supreme wisdom in the mosque. Mm. And so you have to think about it at this time in 63. And <clears throat> when, you know, there were a lot of youth that were attracted to what Malcolm was was teaching and, and what uh, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad was teaching. Um, but in order to get those teachings, in order to be a part of that, you had to be a registered member of the Nation of Islam. Now we're dealing with kids in Harlem who, you know, may have not had a father, may not had a, a stable home life, right. uh, might not have been in school, uh, might have been on drugs, might have been drinking, you know, all the things that plague our communities to this day, you know what I mean? Um, but at, you had, in order to be a registered member and join the Nation of Islam, you had to quit those things. Yeah, you had to be clean, yeah, yeah. So he took those lessons um, whenever he left the Nation of Islam and he, he brought them to the street. He brought them to those youth that didn't want to or didn't, or, you know, didn't want to actually be registered members of the Nation of Islam, but still wanted those teachings. They wanted to hear what what Malcolm learned. They wanted to hear what, you know, um, the Elijah Muhammad, uh, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad was teaching. So he brought those lessons to the street. Um, he with those lessons, he created something called Supreme Mathematics mm -hmm. and Supreme Alphabet. Supreme Mathematics is um, a system of where you take, I mean, uh, one through nine and add a principle to it, um, which is knowledge, wisdom, understanding, culture, freedom, power, refinement, equality, God, build or destroy, knowledge, and then um, knowledge add cipher. And so <clears throat> with those numbers, it created a different way to even view those lessons. You know, um, whenever you're dealing with, you know, at that time there were 17 million, when those lessons were created in the 30s, there were 17 million black people in America. Okay. They um, mentioned that number, you know, and so whenever you don't have supreme mathematics, you can look at that as, okay, on face value, let's talk about the 17 million, but with mathematics, you know, you can break that down to knowledge God, right? And it becomes a whole other way to unlock your thinking and how you should be able to move uh, within society. And so it just began to grow and grow and grow. Um, you know, it went from Harlem uh, to, which is called Mecca, and then it went to Medina, yeah. um, which is Brooklyn, and just spread all over the boroughs. And then 
as you know, people move. Yeah. Um, and some of those firstborns and the people that they taught began to move to different places. And whenever they uh, moved to these different places, they taught. Um, and that's how, you know, we got it in uh, in Dallas. That's how it's in Atlanta. That's how it's in, um, you know, Los Angeles is, you know, just for people moving and then teaching wherever they uh, wherever they wherever they landed. And so, you know, obviously in the 90s, <clears throat> we begin to and, and 80s, we begin to see uh, the influence of hip hop and um, conscious hip hop was more prevalent then as far as mainstream wise. You had hip hop that was from a pan-African or black nationalist, uh, black nationalist uh, perspective. You had, uh, you know, the 5 percent were obviously heavy within the creation of hip hop and the early years within the 80s and the 90s um still a presence now um but especially in the 80s and 90s it was it was really big within the music scene and so hearing those records as a youth you know you're not necessarily knowing exactly what they're talking about but it's resonating with you right and then you as a black man or a black woman you know you live long enough you begin to see the inequalities that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis i saw it early which mm -hmm. is what me you know read uh, Malcolm at such an early age but at the same time <clears throat> I, I found the five percent later uh just through my journeys in life through my studies no doubt man yo for sure man um you know it it had a it has had and still does have a huge impact on the hip-hop culture huge positive impact man and mm -hmm. I know it has you know um it has empowered a lot of brothers and sisters man so, right so it's definitely um important to talk about that yeah, you know, I think throughout our history, mm. whether it's hip hop or reggae or jazz or um, soul, we've always had a level of consciousness within our music where it inspired movements, it inspired people to, you know, think bigger than what they were thinking uh, previously. And hip hop is no right. different. And 5%, the 5% was one of the vehicles that allowed hip hop to express that without a doubt so all right so listen man i want to get into this Kyrie Irving thing and um the way we're going to do it is um i saw you tweeting a little bit about the yeah. documentary i didn't mm -hmm. get a chance to check it out but mm -hmm. real quick just for the listeners just in case somebody you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh, some of my listeners are in Europe, so maybe mm -hmm. some some people don't know the the full story. So real quick, Kyrie Irving, the mm -hmm. NBA superstar, tweeted out uh, the link to a documentary, mm -hmm. a documentary called uh, "From Hebrews to Negroes: mm -hmm. Wake Up Black America." Right, that's the name of the documentary. And um, he didn't he didn't give it any context. He just tweeted that out, right? Right. And um. Apparently, the, the the documentary was controversial for for certain people. Um, real quick, I want to say that. Well, we're gonna get into that later, but there's there's a lot that plays into this whole thing because I believe it's not just this documentary. Right. I mean, like this, they kind of use this to get on Kyrie now, but you know, Kyrie has been on some some shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, a lot of positive things in my opinion. But but uh, please, man, go ahead and uh. Talk talk to me a little bit about about you know what what the documentary was mm -hmm. about and uh, then we we'll build from there, man. Okay, so um, 
I I don't agree with the um documentary as far as historically and ideolo ideology ideology wise. Um, yeah. but at the same time, um, we were through the transatlantic slave trade and through colonialism in Africa and abroad and other places. Um, we began like they they beat our heritage out of us with the whip right and then so it, it didn't happen it wasn't a thing to where it, it happened immediately we knew who we were mm -hmm. um at the same time as generations go by um the more we assimilate into the culture that dominated us the less we remember who we were um even um w.e.b du bois spoke about that in a like 1960 in a um at a uh, uh speech he gave at um johnson c smith and uh mm -hmm. he just talked about his integration and the the more we integrate the less african we will become right all right and so what happens is we go through an identity crisis um we'll say that you know we're all of these different people because we are ashamed of the legacy of slavery. We have bought into the idea that Africa is, um, as what did Trump say? He called it a shithole, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And so imagine the anti-African propaganda that was prevalent back in the day. I actually saw um, a clip of... <clears throat> um. It was one of, I forgot which one, but it was one of the brothers that um, uh, started the, uh, one of the, I forgot which one, it, I forgot which one it was. Um, let me see. I think I got the book. Man, real quick, while you're looking for that, I just want to say, man, what you're talking about is important, man. Like, I've had the opportunity to travel, man, and, and I see in various countries, man, it always comes down to this anti, there's a heavy anti-African, man. Mm -hmm. heavy anti-African culture mm -hmm. that no matter where we at, brothers and sisters want to be anything but right. African. Right. African is always at the bottom of the list. Doesn't matter if it's in Latin America, mm -hmm. they want to be Native Americans. Mm -hmm. They want to be, you know what I'm saying? If it's here in Europe, in the community, they want to be Arabs. Mm -hmm. You right. know what I'm saying? They want to be whatever, but you know what I mean? Whatever, but not African, you know? So right. so the, the work that was put into into our minds and our physically and psychologically you know what i mean mm -hmm. saying that we weren't human beings that we're less than that we were yep. that we weren't worth mm -hmm. like it's crazy my brother no you're right you're right and that's very well said and that led to what i say is part of our our identity crisis now you know and so Kyrie is in the stage where he's researching things he's learning things um the thing about that though you have to you have to practice discernment right mm -hmm. um we are in a time where information is so easily accessible that all information that you get isn't factual right and exact and it's not good for you yeah and so but the thing about it is on the flip side <clears throat> like i said you know we are our heritage we came over here on boats you know what I'm saying? We mm -hmm. know this, right? Don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, some people may adhere to, you know, uh, Ivan Van Sutter's theory of we came before Columbus. Mm -hmm. Even if you do, 
we came from Africa. That's what he says in the book, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, and so, but regardless, Kyrie is, is searching. Yeah. The people that are mad at him, right? Oh, you're not the real Hebrews. You're not this, you're not that. Okay, let's say we are not the real Hebrews. But the fact that he is having this identity crisis and is connecting himself with that, you guys are the cause and the reason he is having this identity crisis. Man. It's y'all fault, right? Uh-huh. And so y'all won't even allow him to grow as a man. They don't, un- first off, they don't understand our, they don't even, they don't understand what our search for knowledge itself is because uh-huh. they've never had to yeah. go through that. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, I was um on Ancestry.com. I had been kind of been on for like 10 years. Right. Mm. And just kind of researching my family history. Mm. And what's wild is when Europeans and 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 white people, wherever they are, whenever they want to search their history, they can just go back and back. They get it quick, back. easy. Yeah. We can't we can't do that. Yeah, we, we were cut, we were cut off. At yeah. a certain point now there's now we can't genetically obviously you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying but to see is it's not a lot of people are able to see who the names of people that came right off the boat and where they uh, came from yeah, some yeah, kids yeah. right but it's not it's not um something that's easy not always prove. easy yeah, yeah, yeah right so you're mad at a young black man who is attempting to find out who he is and not addressing the fact that he does not know who he is mm. because of what was done to him. Mm. Yeah. That's the problem. That's exactly what it is, man. Like, I feel I feel you, man. That's how I think, too. Like, Kyrie's trying to find himself still. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know what I mean? Not too long ago, I believe, he was doing Ramadan, right? So he was yeah. a Muslim, mm-hmm. right? Now he's, he's looking towards the Hebrew Israelites. Um, you know, a few years back, I think he was a Christian back then. Mm-hmm. and uh you know but but at least he's like i've seen him i've seen him i've seen glimpse of real him you know posting real positive things yeah you know what i mean like i've seen him post some some real stuff from um, some george jackson some masada yeah. shakur you know what Me i mean too. so he's he's into he's right. he's, he's searching and i would um, like to say this and not to um cut your wisdom is the fact that what everybody has to realize is that we all go through a period where we're searching and we're not, yeah. you know, where, you know, we may get a hold of a piece of information that may not be right, but eventually we study our way out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no um, doubt. But we're the only people that have to do that. You know what I mean? And so they don't give, they don't give us any grace when it right. comes to that. It's all about assimilating. It's all about being American or being, um or being british you know what i'm saying it's not it's never about here uh embrace your african heritage um and so with that said you know it's a journey and some for for a lot of people it's a lifelong journey and you know i hope Kyrie. and i think he and you know uh, if he studies and like you said some of the books he's posted Mm -hmm. he'll study his way out of certain things but at the same time he is allowed to have his journey yeah you know what i'm saying yeah no doubt man i feel you i feel you like at first i see most people were mad at him because apparently like at the beginning of the documentary basically says that the holocaust never happened right so 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 they said that i watched like 45 minutes of it i didn't see that see so that's so they they count on most people not watching the documentary that's what they count on really you know what i mean 
They count on that. So I, that's I that. More, I saw more historically positive, historically inaccurate information than, mm. than what I did anti-Semitism. Right, 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 right. So there's this one one thing I've been talking about a little bit with with you know some of my brothers and everything. So there's this thing, you know, the anti-Semitism, it's really a white power thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is really mm-hmm. a white power thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, white people hating, hating other white people, right? Right, right. But they love to, as soon as a brother opens up his mouth about something Jewish, that's it. They go heavy on the anti-Semitism, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, my question, my real question would be, do you think, do you believe that we as black people or people of African descent can be anti-Semitic? Um, here's the thing that it's when we are dealing with anti-Semitism, mm. and so if you it's wild, right? If you look it up in the dictionary, um, when it comes to being Semitic, right? Mm-hmm. The Jews in Israel aren't the only ones that are Semitic. Okay. Um, Palestinians, certain Arabs. Yeah. would be Semitic. Uh-huh. But in the, by the def- definition of the word, anti-Semitism just means anti-Jew. Anti-Jew, right, right, right. right. So or that's, a, that's one thing, right? right? So I don't even like to acknowledge that word, right? I feel you. Um, and so what I think our proper course is breaking down Zionism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, like I know, right? The average brother or sister on the street um, doesn't have any ill will to any Jewish, regular Jewish person that's going on about his business, right? Right. right. We're talk. We're talking about the people who are head of institutions, mm-hmm. the people who are uh, head of nations, mm-hmm. who are subjugating others, um, for their own profit and their own benefit. Yeah. And so, whenever we call that out. They call that anti-Semitism. They seem they it's like, and like you kind of mentioned earlier, like people have been calling that out for years. But when a black person does it, they'll make him the face of anti-Semitism. It's just, yeah, you know, like anytime, like if there's a black person that like if like, you know, it could be, it could be a thousand white people uh uh that's famous, um, you know, talking like on some anti- lbgt stuff right but as soon as one black person says it we're the face of that it could be a thousand white people talking about any group that considers themselves marginalized yeah but when we if they'll take one person and then make that person the face of all of it and they continuously you know do that when it comes and like like Kyrie, he like you said, he tweeted something. Mm-hmm. He didn't give a context to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, how many we? Uh, you know, it's he apologized, man. He apologized. Right. He said he didn't want to offend anybody. Right. And then after all that, they still want to come out with a long ass list, which right. we're gonna get into in a minute, man. Man, man that's we're gonna that's, get into that in a minute. But real yeah. quick, I just wanted to say, see, the thing, I, the, the 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 way I see it, like, is like, of course, we can always, you know be prejudiced you know Mm -hmm. towards somebody towards a group of people or whatever but the way that anti-semitic thing like you know really anti-jewish i feel like it's kind of like reverse racism to me yeah you know what i'm saying which i don't believe exists so it's kind of like when it's kind of like to me it's kind of like naming history when has 
uh, a black organization or a black country or a black nation or even a black movement, mass movement has ever oppressed mm. Jewish people. Right. Never. You know what I'm saying never. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we don't have that power to be anti-Semitic or anti-Jewish. And, really. and, it, and it's funny you that you said that because Chappelle kind of mentioned that in his monologue uh, on Saturday Night Live. I didn't check it out. I didn't see it. Yeah, he 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 mentioned that, uh, you know, in, in the way he does in a jokingly manner, but he was dead mm -hmm. serious. And it's funny. We know, I, I looked up something today and uh, I have to research it more, but it was about um, Jews that, that were, that sided with the Confederacy in the Civil okay. War. And it was thousands and um, thousands of slave owners, thousands of, you know, and it's and it's wild that you can participate in something that still has effects on black people today and call that call that group or call those those people uh anti-Semitic. Like if you look on if you look on the ADL website, uh they they call uh the nation of Islam, the new Black Panther Party. All of these different um, black organizations that were created in a response to white supremacy and white oppression—they call them hate groups. Mm -hmm. They even mention the New Black Panther Party and the Nation of Islam not just being anti-Semitic, but being anti-white. And it's really—I found that interesting Classic. because, right? I found it interesting because that discounts everything that we experienced through the hands of that group. You're blaming people that went through. Uh, their own holocaust for over four centuries if there are people within that community that don't like y'all and don't want anything to do with y'all you have to understand that right it's you have to that. understand that you know like but i just found that interesting that not only did they say it was anti-semitic that it was anti-white because a lot of times that group mm -hmm. will hide behind its whiteness yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And so it's unless they're like Hasidic and wear the outfit, mm -hmm. I wouldn't know who's Jewish on the street, but they know yeah. I'm black. Yeah, I see what you're saying. A lot of time it can be some, you know, white, white power structure type shit, you mm -hmm. know, um, in a disguise, like, you know, yeah, it's deep, man. But, um, very. <laughs> All right, before we keep going, man, real quick, I want to talk about this, man. You see how you see how a lot of people have been trying to group Kanye West and Kyrie Irving <laughs> in the same bag. Yeah. You you peep that, man? Yeah. And um, yo, I think I think I think that's wrong, man. I think I, that's I think that's wrong. I've been saying that from the beginning because first of all, all that anti-black shit Kanye West been been spewing for years now, you know what I'm saying? From the from the fucking the, the Confederate flags to the to the MAGA hats to the White Lives Matter to the slavery was a choice, all that bullshit. Kyrie has nothing to do with all that. Nothing. Nothing. Right. You know what I mean? I look at it like this. All right. Kyrie is a man who's searching, right? Mm -mm. Kanye, you have to we have to remember that most of the anti-Semitism in this country, in America, and in probably across the pond, mm -hmm. is from white nationalist groups. Yeah. He's in good with Candace Owens, who 
is in good with those white nationalists. So whenever he is talking about Jews, he is talking about Jews from a white nationalist perspective. Word, 100%, man, you're right. That's not what Kyrie is. Kyrie didn't even say anything. Matter of fact, that's where that's where he gets most of his knowledge on everything, it sounds like. Yep. Right now, Kanye Kanye's getting his knowledge because he said it himself. He's proud that he don't read. He said, right. like, oh, I don't read books. I don't, you know what I mean? So he's yeah. getting his shit. You could tell he's getting his knowledge from the far right wing fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? Nazi shit, man. Right. <laughs> so, he, so really, he's just a black face on white nationalism. And he Word. wants, but he'll, but he'll come to us as he'll use us mm. in a sense to make his points. But he didn't get this from us. You know what I'm saying? He got that from white nationalist groups that via Candace Owens, yeah, he that he rocks with. You know, we don't we. It's funny, right? Because in everyday in everyday conversation, you don't hear black people just all oh, the Jews this, the Jews that, the Jews this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, not at all. Yeah, it's not it's not in our conversation. Not at all. Um, the second, because when we're dealing with white supremacy, we're dealing with all of them who participate. Yeah, white supremacy as a whole, man. The whole power yeah. structure. Right. So if it's some Jews in there, it's some Jews in there. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's exactly. even it's even some, it's, to keep it 100, it's even some black people in there. Most definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Most definitely. You know what I'm and saying? So, so that's, that's how most of us look at it. But he's looking at it from, from a whole different angle. And you're right, it's wrong to group him um, yeah. with Kyrie because... As you said earlier, you know, you've seen um, Kyrie post like uh, George Jackson and, and Asada Shakur and other books. Yeah. Uh, this is something that Kanye will never, and I mean, because he doesn't read. He no. he admittedly said that he doesn't read and he's a free thinker. Yeah. And I used to, and I laugh at that sometimes because, I mean, you're free to think some bullshit if you want, right? You know um, what I mean? <laughs> be informed. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But he said, like, you 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 seen him like say all his heroes are all these fucking like, you know what I'm saying? Um Jeff Bezos and, and yeah. Elon Musk. These are his like, heroes, brother. So yeah. I mean, what what can we say about a, a brother like that, man? Man, I, they they locked him out, they locked him out of a table that he wants to see that. This mm. isn't about us. He yeah. doesn't he's not doing this on behalf of some he don't care about our he don't care about nah. us. Nah. He don't care about the people. He never did, man. No, nah, I spoke I a little think bit. Kyrie's, Kyrie's heart is in the right place. I think so too, man. I think so too. I think his heart is in the right place, and I hope, I hope he gets the right knowledge, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Let's get a little bit into the list, man. So basically, yeah. after he, after Kyrie, you know, tweeted <laughs> that the link to that documentary, um, uh, you know, people, the journalists wanted him to say certain things that he didn't exactly say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they were kind of people were mad, and then. He ended up, you know, apologizing, saying he didn't want to hurt any to his Jewish friends and the Jewish community. He apologized. But then the but then the Brooklyn Nets came out with a list saying Mm -hmm. they had six items he must complete to return to the team. Right. So first he had to apologize and condemn the movie. Mm. He has to pay five hundred thousand donation to anti-hate causes. He has to do sensitivity training, anti-Semitic training. Meet with ADL Jewish <laughs> leaders. Meet with Joe Tsai to demonstrate understanding. If that's not sunning somebody, man, they're that trying is, to sun yeah. him, man. Yep. Like just straight up, just sun him. 
and and when have when has when has any of them ever done that for us ever ever for anything like not even some yo you know what it is that, that they they telling him who to meet with like what Jew, what association it's not even like they're telling him try to get together with a jewish what i don't care how many millions i got that's a lot of money yeah and plus you telling me to what to do with my money you know yeah. what i'm saying um anti-semitic training who has went to anti anti you know what i'm saying <laughs> this, this is crazy man this is really wild when i seen that this is why some of these dudes that were in my opinion you know cooning from the beginning some right. of these you know ex ex pro ballers and some of these journalists they had to you know switch over a little bit because it was too much even for them yeah you know i mean yeah. you know and and that's the thing like it's it's, to me, it just feels like, all right, let's put him in his place. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's what they're trying to do, man. Publicly. And show, exactly. And show show the rest of us and the rest of them, like mm -hmm. people who have a little bit more power, brothers and sisters who have a little bit more power, that, yo, don't get it twisted. Right. We running this shit. Don't fuck around. Right. Don't, don't you, you know what I'm saying? This isn't. Well, you know, that's what they used to do to our ancestors when we were enslaved. No um, they would take one who and, and then they would they would beat him they would show an example out of in front of everybody yeah. to make yeah. an example out of him that's this what they, is the same type of thing straight up straight up and then the hypocrisy of joe ty you know the brooklyn nets owner mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who 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 he himself is involved in some dirty dirty fucking business well most of well, all of these billionaires are, man. Right. Let's all yeah, let's keep sure. it a hundred. Yeah, all yeah, these yeah. billionaires, you know, are oppressing people to make all that money. You can't right. make all that, you know what I'm saying? You can't become a billionaire um off of your own labor, you know what I'm saying? Nah, off of some, nah, off that's of some not how that works. You There's know what I'm saying? Exploitation going on. Somewhere. Exploitation, my brother. So this dude Joe Tsai, man, he's he's been partaking in, in, in funding genocide, man, with the with the Uyghur Muslim, you know, with mm, the in Uyghurs China. in China, wow. man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And all this shit is coming out now. Wow. And he's over here, you know what I mean? And he's over here talking about, yeah, um, what's the latest thing he said? The Nets owner, he was like, uh, he still has some work to do. Like on himself? No, he, he was talking about Kyrie. Oh, really? When they asked him, yeah, they asked him, uh, is, is Kyrie coming back to play soon? And he was like, he still has some work to do. See, that's, see, that's, man, that's like... Like we said before, man, that's trying to make an example out of him. So LeBron and nobody else ever gets any yeah. ideas. And that's yeah. when and that's when Jalen Brown stepped stepped up also. And he was like, I don't think that's right. That Joe Ty says something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're in 2022. And you know, there's certain things everybody has to be accountable. Jalen Brown yeah. said, you know what I'm saying? And right. that was dope. Jalen Brown spoke up, and I I've also like there's a couple other brothers. I like I like what Jay Will said. You oh, see yeah, what Jay, yeah, yeah, yeah I like what Jay Will said, man, on his Instagram. And also a brother that has been that has always kind of spoke up is Etan Thomas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Etan sure. yeah, Thomas. Speaking. Yeah, yeah he's Etan Thomas, he's always been on the on the, you know what I mean, on the right side, man. He's always trying to but look at how many of black media when this first happened mm -hmm. called Kyrie an idiot, and you know, like they were quick. just quick. quick. Right. And then when they saw that Black America, or not even just Black America, right? The diaspora that was paying attention was like, nah, like this ain't, you know, like you said off camera, like they didn't want to lose their Black card. 
Exactly. They started backtracking. But no, the- it's it's quick. It's funny how quick. And Shaq, the biggest hypocrite. I saw a picture of him at one of his theaters standing in front of the theater with the poster from Hebrews to Negroes. Like they aired it at, at your movie theater, bro. I saw the okay, picture. Okay, I think okay, that was a Photoshop, okay. but but they did they did air it, air it at his movie theater. Though. Right. I think and the I, picture was a fake, but they did air it at, at one of the the theaters that he owns. That they, they aired that movie, man. And he's over right, here but, talking that hypocrite and, stuff. Yeah. It, um. I heard it's funny. I heard that back in the day, like um, Shaq had a a big picture of like Elijah Muhammad in his living room, right? Um. Mm-hmm. But I think what happens is, man, with a certain level of success, these brothers, it's no longer about the culture. It's no longer about what's right. It's no longer about, like, their idea of helping people may be a food drive, which is good. Yeah, Yeah, like donating uh, turkeys on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it's nothing culturally. Nah, nothing, man, because they become part of the status quo. They have to maintain that. They have exactly. to maintain that. If if they don't, then they lose it all. And then, you know, it's and there's a lot of pressure for them to maintain it also. You know what right. I'm saying? Let's keep it 100. They're maintaining people. They're like, yo, I got to hold it down for my people's this and that if I go back to my previous situation. So, you know, either there there are very few, you know, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Yeah, very few. We saw what who are willing to, to really, who are willing to really stand and be like, nah, yo, it's like this, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then. You know, it's a shame because, you know, like I said before, I was talking about how, you know, let's remember what Kyrie has been standing up for. Like at some point, there was a little bit of talk. It didn't do too much, but there was a little bit of talk about players starting their own league. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Kyrie Irving was at the front of all this. You know what I'm saying? Then the whole thing with him not wanting to get vaccinated and people Mm -hmm. starting to blame him. There's a lot that Kyrie has been kind of on his own path. And, you know, this was this is just another thing. And 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 something for them to be like, yo, let's get on this dude, man. We need to end him because yeah, they're seeing yeah. certain traits in him that that are rebellious. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they're like, yo, we can't we can't be having that. Oh yeah, they're he's like, definitely rebellious. Yeah, I think I think where he can mature in a certain way is when you have certain athletes who became activists, such as uh, you know Muhammad Ali and mm. uh, you know Colin Kaepernick, <clears throat> even and especially with Ali. Um, because it's kind of it's kind of similar in this manner. Mm. Ali was a Muslim and part of the nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie is going through. Uh, he's looking. He's looking. He's searching for his own spirituality, but he's also, you know, um, standing up for and speaking about things that affect Black people, regardless to yeah. you know where you are. I think what is more effective. Instead of saying we are the real, real, we are the real Hebrews, mm-hmm. is to say white supremacy is controls us all. Show and prove that. Stand on the topics: police brutality. Stand on um, the uh, uh, prison industrial complex. Yeah. Stand on you know um, the uh, the health inequality and how we are dealt with in. Um, hospitals stand on things that we can show and prove with actual yeah. facts. Little neo-colonialism overseas yes. in different countries. Everything that's going that. to, mm. Yeah, no doubt. I feel you 100%. I agree with you, man. Like, like, but like we were saying, I think he still has some, you know, yeah. some, some knowledge to do as we all do, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, 
but he's still he's still trying to find himself and there's certain things that you know i think he needs to you know still but yeah man it's like you know the nba man a lot of people say that you know these athletes are you know speaking up and it wasn't like this back in the day i know you've heard that like this mm -hmm. oh now they're so outspoken but yeah. listen when the whole when the whole cap the whole thing happened with kaepernick right mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie i was like the nba was about to start and i was like okay this might be interesting now right. nba is about to start as soon as the nba started <laughs> national anthem came on everybody had yep. their hands <laughs> on their heart yeah Singing yep. loud and proud. I'm like, what the fuck? Y'all was just saying, like, Colin Kaepernick was, was right. I'm thinking, like, yo, at least a couple brothers by the kneel over here. Like, something's going, like, not nothing, one, man. nothing, man. And that's the, that's the thing. I was speaking with uh, one of my uh, brothers who's, uh, you know, just been in the movement for a while. And <clears throat> he spoke to me about, you know, like somebody like Kyrie or Kaepernick. Uh, speaking out um, and what makes it hard for athletes to speak out like that mm. is the rest of them ain't going to have their back. They're going to leave them out there to dry, let them yeah. get crucified. Yeah. So they're like, I'll do it. But if y'all ain't going to have my back, what's the point? You see, you see, Um, have you heard the story about Craig Hodges? And when Craig Hodges, I think, um, you know, you know who I'm talking about, Craig Hodges? Yeah, for the, uh, yeah, 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 for the Chicago Bulls. I think it was during the Rodney King riots, right? Mm -hmm. And it was the finals. He got in a little meeting with Mike and Magic at the time. It was the NBA finals, Bulls and Lakers. And Craig Hodges was like, listen, y'all, we should sit, we should sit this one out. Mm. Wow. We should sit this one out. Real talk. It's the NBA finals. Like, we're gonna make some noise, y'all. Look what's happening. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And Magic and Mike laughed at him, man. Wow. They laughed at him. They were like, You crazy, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So so it's exactly what you're saying. Would, imagine if they would have. Yo. Imagine that's the, man. that's the that's the kind of statements that we need to yeah. that they need to see. Because yeah. right now they don't take us seriously. They don't. They don't. But if we did that, and look, not even just like what because that was obviously an amazing finals, right? Yeah. Um imagine if they set out the whole rest of the finals, wasn't no champion, there wasn't no champion that year. Right. In the history books, you have to. Okay, so you, to, you gotta do some explaining. Yeah, you got some explaining to do. No doubt. You know I hear you, man. But yeah, I hear you. No doubt, man. Yeah. Now I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate yeah, your no, time. I appreciate with being on. It's an honor, bro. Let's get a little bit into you. You seen you seen what my son has been saying lately about about the whole Nike thing? No, what he said. He said he thinks he thinks we should all boycott Nike. You know what I mean? And because another thing, just in case listeners don't know and everything, the the Nike CEO, uh, I think his name is Phil Phil Knight. Phil yeah, Knight, Phil. right? He he spoke on Kyrie again and he said he stepped over the line. Basically, mm. he was like, Yeah, he stepped over the line. Uh he might never work with us again. Mm. Right. So so my son, the rapper, said that uh this is a good time to boycott Nike. We should boycott Nike and let them understand that we don't need them, they need us. Right. right um, you know. <clears throat> with that, uh, I would rather us create our own. Here's how I look at boycotting Nike. He said real quick, my bad. He said he said he, he said we should be supporting black owned sneaker companies. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Especially upcoming. And yeah, so go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. But we also <laughs> if we were gonna boycott Nike, we should have been boycotting Nike. Be, I mean, 
look at that. Look at how they're made. Look. That's at, what I said, they, man. That's used. That's like, what I said. I said, listen, <laughs> the child labor, the sweatshops, <laughs> like we should have been boycotting Nike, my right. brother. And so if we boycott Nike and go over to Reebok and New Balance and all, they're doing we're not the same doing thing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Doing the same thing. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? People don't, and I understand the statement that it could make, um, but realistically, yeah. I don't see us on a mass scale boycotting the most popular sneaker in the world. Right. Um, if we did, I'd be down. You know what I'm saying? Because um, yeah. I'm, I, I, you know, as a five percent, I'm not going to act as if I am holier than thou, and you know. I don't contribute to this bullshit because we all do. In some, we all do, man. We're we're in here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. but I, and when it comes to boycotting these sneaker companies, all of these sneaker companies got blood on their hands. Yeah, you know they all do. You're right. You're right. And not only not only those, but you know, obviously these these smartphones that we use. Oh, you know what I'm saying the laptops, all these mm -hmm. things. You know what I'm saying it's horrible because all these big corporations man you know whether it's nike mcdonald's apple whatever man they all got bloods in their hands oh yeah for sure but i do believe i do believe we, we should try to as much as we can um spend our money in a conscious way oh maybe, yeah as much as oh, we yeah. can and even while we're in the belly of the beast no you, you're right because you know that's, what i'm saying because, where we put our money is important you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah because yeah. i mean we're what that's how that's how we support things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. we're supporting the beast in certain ways by you know adding on to their pockets, right? Yeah, um, no it's kind of wild though, like because I saw somebody bring up, I heard the shoe wasn't really manufactured that well, but somebody uh, brought up the fact of how Big Baller brand like didn't really last. Um, even if it didn't really last, there was something that something had should have popped up behind it. Um, you know, we have the we are the ones that make stuff fly. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I thought it was a dope idea. The only thing I think that that they didn't do well was the whole um selling it extra expensive thing. Yeah, that, I yeah, didn't think was that was dope. You know what I'm saying? But back in the day, back in the day when Steph did his little, when Stephon Marbury did his sneakers, mm -hmm. I, I was I was playing college ball back then. Mm -hmm. I caught me some Starberries, man. I was like, right. I support that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? You're making it, you know, lower cost for the people. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? You're doing your own thing independent. I support yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have supported Big Baller brand if the sneakers wasn't like $900. <laughs> right, right, you know right, right. They were, and, and no, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, shoes, you, you brought up Starberry. That, that was something that I, I felt like was a powerful move. Mm. Um, and it kind of made me think of this whole conversation about like if Kanye wasn't cooning, mm -hmm. right? He could have either created his own or attached his um, brand to yeah. like uh, one of the top hoopers in the game. Like, let's say like, you know, like if he reached out to somebody that was um, didn't have their shoe contract yet, or yeah. they're at the last year of their shoe contract, let's say, uh, yo, John Moran, I want, you know, we see how popular my Yeezys are. Yo, I want to go into business. I Check want you to out. be let's in the face yeah. of, man, Yeah, no doubt. What? I hear you, man. You know what I'm saying? But he's not doing it for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, we have to have a certain level of consciousness in order to bring forth things like that, because it's not, at first, it's not all about how much profit you can make. Yeah. Sometimes it has to be for the culture. 
Yeah, it no really doubt. does because the no culture doubt. needs it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For sure, man. For sure. So listen, man, before we go into our last segment, man, I want to ask you this question. All right. Mm -hmm. This is like the last question. It would be if you mm -hmm. were Kyrie, where would you go from here? Mm. I can't even front, right? Like, how long Kyrie been in the league now? Um, has it been has Probably. it been 10 years yet? Close to nine. Nine, close to nine. I think so. Um, I know, as far as money goes, he's he he doesn't have to worry. He's good to go. Um, I would, all right. So I would, I would probably play it cool until I'm able to uh, get back on the court, and then when I when I uh, got back on the court, all my all my uh, <laughs> I'm wearing shit like Dr. Khaled Muhammad T-shirts to my pressers. I am going to be openly rebellious. That would be dope. I'm going to be openly rebellious, mm -hmm. but I'm going to do it in a way <clears throat> to make them ask me questions, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I am going to equip my, I would equip myself with the knowledge, with the right knowledge to, yeah. to be able to answer those, those questions in a yeah. way where I've shown and proven and you can't really say anything about it. I feel you. you I know, feel like you because at the I'm, level, at the level that he's at, he could get some, he could get, he could reach out to some mentors. He could reach out to some real dope mentors right now. You know what I'm saying? All, all it would take, all it take a, like you said, you find a, a dope mentor, mentor mm -hmm. that's been in the movement, yeah. who has knowledge. Doesn't matter what you know where it comes from, but mm -hmm. a, a dope mentor like that in the span of a year, mm -hmm. he could be thinking yeah. so clearly and see and see the, and see you know the error and maybe some of the things that he was doing before. But yep. regardless. I would be vocal. I would have yeah. to be vocal, but yeah, I would yeah. be vocal. I would make sure I, I knew what I was talking about. Because mm -hmm. in this case, <clears throat> if they ask in the interviews, if you when they ask him about it, um, his answers aren't really concise because he's still studying. Yeah, he's still you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I would I would focus on the issues. Mm -hmm. I would bring I would bring issues up. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever they ask me, because you know they're going to be asking these type of questions for the rest of his career. No doubt, no. I, doubt. I'd, I'd have something. I'd have something for him. For sure, I feel you, man. I feel you. Because know? he's because he's inspiring the youth. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so give them something, right? Give them something that they can be proud of. That they can. Because mm. I remember like being a kid and seeing, you know people like Sister Soldier and Farrakhan on Donahue and, and seeing all those people trying to pigeonhole them and call them racist and, you know, reverse racist and this and that, yeah. and them just being able to, bam, just hit them with, you know, articulate responses that no yeah. you could show and prove. Yeah, that yeah. inspired me as a kid. And so sure. Kyrie is probably doing the same to this younger generation, you know? Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. I think um I think I would go one of two ways, man. Mm -hmm. One way I think if I was Kyrie, I might be like I'm an NBA champion, you know I had a I had a, a career, you know what I'm saying I'm gonna take the time off, mm -hmm. get the retire, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying get the knowledge, mm -hmm. and like you said he's good money wise so he could he could go you know full blown you know activist organizer and really get into the issues that he's you know what I'm saying, that he's passionate about and go right. and go to work for our people. You know what I'm saying? That's one way. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it would be, I think one of the things that would be dope would be, like you said, come back, 
with armed, armed with knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he could do it just like Kanye. He could do it. Start his own sneaker brand, for example. Yeah, like, for sure. And mm -hmm. be like, listen, and be like, listen, not only is it independent, you know what I'm saying? But put the emphasis on, listen, this is child labor, child labor free. All mm. my workers are well paid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not about me making money. It's about everybody who's involved with this shoe is well paid. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're selling it at the a right price. It's not mm -hmm. even too high. You know what I'm saying? It's a conscious sneaker. It's for the people. It's for the culture. It's just us. You know what I'm saying? It's our people making every dime from it. You know right. what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? That would be a dope thing to do. And, and hopefully he would get some brothers, you know, backing that up. And it could go from that to actually what they were talking about, which is a little bit harder because, like we said, a lot of players won't follow, but starting yeah. their own league. Right. Oh, yeah, you know for sure. Starting mm -hmm. their own league, doing their own thing, man. At some point, we need to understand that we don't need them. They need us, man. Right, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Imagine an NBA in 2022 without any black athletes. Who would watch that? Come on, man. Right. <laughs> man, that's exactly right, my brother. Yo. So listen, man, be before we go, man, Mm -hmm. We love to do this thing here at, at the Vital Hoops podcast, man, because we think that, you know, I think that one of the problems we have, you know, today in society is unfortunately a lot of people, uh, a lot of a lot of our people and people in general, you know, they get their knowledge from, you know, small clips. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll get their yeah. knowledge from a little Instagram clip right. or, or like a short video on YouTube and they think they know something and, mm -hmm. we're, and we're losing and, and we're losing. See, I see, I see what you have behind you there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The the books, my brother. Right. Right, and I right. think, and I think that's key. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. this is called I recommend. You know where where we like to recommend a book. It could be mm -hmm. something that has to do with you know the topic that we spoke on today, or it could mm -hmm. just be a dope book that you think can inspire and empower our people. You know what I'm saying? And and our listeners. So if you have a, a dope book you'd like to recommend, sure. And I I, I set a few aside and. Okay. Since, um, you know, we spoke in the beginning about, uh, and yeah, for those that don't know, there are five percenters in the NBA or have played in the NBA, such as Carmelo Anthony. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. He mentions that in his book, which is the reason why he wears number seven. I actually seen him. I seen him because I seen him rock the chain before. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't know if he was actually a five percenter or if he was just trying to be fly. You know what I mean? No, I, I, he, he, I not even heard Lala whenever, whenever they were together talk about um Carmelo Anthony's studies at home and no you know he alluded to it as well um but yeah this this book is called Knowledge Yourself it's written by Supreme Understanding it has uh I follow the brother I follow the brother on Instagram man yeah he's a great brother man it has um it has uh essays from five percenters all over the world okay um, some even from China um it has some from people that are known such as Cappadonna um, and just nope. very, very sharp brothers and sisters. Okay. Um, this is another one of uh, Supreme's books, uh, The Science Itself, mm -hmm. which it just goes into different um, aspects of, of the universe and who we are um, and our connection to it from a scientific, scientific perspective. Okay. And so since we were kind of dealing a lot with the 5%, I wanted to kind of give you um, a couple of joints from the gods and this one is this one the is true history of a lot and the and his five percent yeah and so um this is another um 
book that has that are you know different chapters written by different gods and earths about mm -hmm. some of the early history and things that they went through um being a five percenter and so anybody interested it's not even about whether you want to join or, or or anything like that i mean i feel like it's really uh important for us to understand all of our different movements and organizations mm -hmm. and no how doubt. they came to be and so yeah, those are the books that I recommend. And you can find all of those on, I believe, uh, Supreme Design Publishing for the first two and the last one. Um, I, the last one I got on Amazon. <clears throat> I hate I to support that, you. but you know, like we're like, <laughs> you know how it is, man. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I appreciate it, man. I'm going to have, we're going to have all the, the names uh, in the description so people can check out the books for sure, man. No doubt, no doubt. No doubt, man. And, um, yeah, man, like I said, like, you know, as a, as a hip hopper myself, man, you know, uh, whether it's the 5% nation, like, like you said, I think we need to be educated on all of our movements, whether it's the 5% nation or, you know, even the Rastafari movement, oh, I think that also had a huge influence in, into, into hip hop culture. Because a lot of, a lot of the people who started the culture, if it wasn't them, it was their fathers or their uncles who were, you know, mm -hmm. either five percenters or Rastas. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and they, and they, and they, and it's part of us, part of our culture, man. Yeah, so most definitely, it's important, man. So listen, I just want to recommend. I got one. I got one book. It's a uh, pre-colonial Black Africa mm. by Shekanta Diop, mm. man. You brought some heat out. <laughs> yeah, Shekanta Diop, man. You know what I mean? You can't go wrong with Shekanta Diop. You can't go wrong. <laughs> no doubt, man. You already know. So yeah, we're gonna have that in the description as well, and please. Yo, everybody check that out. Oh, before we go, man, I like to have you, you know what I'm saying, do the last segment, which is, you know, just you uh letting the listeners know where they can check you out, where they mm -hmm. can follow you, how they can check out, you know, uh why is the dome? Most definitely. Uh, um, yeah, just type And listen, in. if you have oh my bad. What? And if you if you have anything, you know, any last words you want to say to the listeners, uh it's all you, man. It's your floor, my brother. No doubt, no doubt. Well, first off, man, it's an honor. I definitely appreciate uh, being on the show and you having me. Um, anybody that hasn't seen my show, it's called Wise the Dome TV on YouTube. All you got to do is type in Wise the Dome TV. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me, um, Rakeem Shabazz, on all the major social media platforms. And so um, just, man, everybody, you know, uh, continue to support our good brother. He's doing great work. Um, and make sure you take your, your learning seriously. Um, we're in an age now where information is at our fingertips. Everything that you come across isn't right and exact. Um, be diligent with your studies. Practice discernment. Um, look for the holes in your own argument. You know, not don't uh, use confirmation biases whenever you're researching. Mm -hmm. Research for the truth. And then, as, as the good book says, the truth will set you free. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'll end with that. Word up, my brother. And we appreciate you, man. Real talk, man. Thank you. Thank you for what you do for the culture and yeah. uh, for our people, man. We're here. We let, let's keep building, man. This is dope. Yeah. It's dope to and have I'm, you. And I'm down to come back anytime, man. Like, no I, doubt, man. I'm going to hit you up for sure, man. It would be dope to have you again on and, you know what I'm saying, keep building. No doubt, man. I appreciate you. All right, my brother. Peace, man. Peace, peace, peace. peace. All right, all right, all right. This was episode 18. 
a very dope show. Thanks a lot to the brother Rakeem Shabazz. Much respect to him. You know, make sure you go check out Wise the Dome TV. I do have some good news before we end the show. Um, I often talk about political prisoners. You know what I mean? And um, uh, Dr. Mutulu Shakur is out. You know what I'm saying? He's free from, from prison. Um, he unfortunately has bone cancer. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they released him on Compassionate. Um, Dr. Mutulu Shakur, for those of you who don't know, is a longtime healer, uh, acupuncturer. Uh, if you have the time, please check out the, uh, this documentary on Mutulu Shakur called Dope is Death. And um, yeah, he was, um, you know what I mean, Tupac, Tupac Shakur's um, stepfather and, uh, you know, a Black Panther, a Black Panther, definitely a, a, a freedom fighter for sure. So it's dope that that he's he's uh, free from prison. You know what I mean? Uh, this is it, man. We're going to keep you know, seeing how the whole Kyrie Irving situation, you know what I mean, um, unfolds, you know, uh, but please... Please, please, please make sure you support the Vital Hoops podcast. You know what I'm saying? As you know, we're on, on YouTube, but we're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So wherever you check us out, please share. Share the links. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Give us five star. Give, leave us a review. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, man. Vital Hoops is for the culture, and we out. Peace. Peace.